Topo Athletic is committed to lifelong health and better movement. Topo builds running shoes for those who get out there every day regardless of weather, speed, energy, or mood. Their distinctive fit and feel combines instinctive human movement with modern performance and lightweight comfort to help you keep going, keep trying, and keep moving. Discover the Topo difference and step into a run experience unlike any other. Did you did you catch that? We were like, I have to hit except for the number of times you've done a half marathon or a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I'm going to be pressing that button 104 times. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it 104. That would be good. Great to see you again. Good to see you too. It feels like it's been a very long time. But I just... You know, as a matter of fact, in about 61 days, I'll see you. Yeah. Since that's between now and across the years. Don't but remind me. Don't remind me. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Yeah, it is. Woohoo. You, you, you got me into it. <laughs> I'm, I, I apologize. I tend to get people doing stupid things. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good, right? You love it. You love it. Love it, um, and I'll never forget the New Year's. <laughs> so the New um, so there's a New Year's lap um, at like midnight. And I'll never forget us walking in one direction with fireworks going off, and Jackie just like stumbling out of her car, <laughs> in the opposite direction, finishing her. What is going on? I had like totally missed New Year's. I was like, yeah, I was having a nap. I was like, oh my goodness, I had actually missed it. <laughs> I do it because I'll just be uh, I'll just be uh, racing in the last person standing, so I will not just. Be for six days or anything of that nature. Yeah, yeah, but those those are brutal though. Yeah. I've done I've done two of them. I did one in like 117 degree heat and humidity in Texas. Oh wow! And I did did one in uh, at elevation in Ure, Colorado, and wow. Yeah, the Colorado one was much harder because at elevation, the dehydration kicks in yeah. so fast. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's tough running at that um, at the altitude. I have this great introduction for you, so I'm going to do it anyway, despite our technical difficulties. Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Episode 80 of our Fireside Chat with uh, Jackie who is also on episode 35, which is a fantastic accomplishment. But besides that wonderful accomplishment, Jackie has a number of other accomplishments. She's run 104 marathons in 104 days. She's recently completed 100K at Havelina uh, just last weekend. She has set the world record as the first amputee to run 100 miles on a treadmill in under 24 hours. She's the first amputee to take on the uh, Brutal Trans Rockies race, which is a stage race covering 120 miles over three days and 20,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, and so we're going to see her again, like I said, in about two months exactly at Across the Years, where you're going to be trying to run for how many hours, days straight? Uh, six days. Six days. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I say, that, I say that with a little bit like, yeah, six days. Um. <laughs> yeah. You're right. She, what? Amazing. I think that describes all of Jackie's accomplishments. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> when you hear those things, we have a list of questions, but like when you hear that, 
coming from somebody else talking about it and like other people are commenting about it. Like, do you get a moment to reflect and say to yourself, holy shit, I did do that. <laughs> I do sometimes because I, I, I feel like that that is an important part of the journey always. It's like to remember, to look back and just go, wow, I've actually done all this. And I think it's sometimes it's, especially when I'm struggling, like I'm, like, I think it's just, we, we can be so hard on ourselves and then we forget to reflect of where we've actually come from. And I think a lot of the times when I'm having a rough day is kind of, I look back and I'm like, well, you know what, that's okay. Cause, cause Havelina was, Havelina was hard. Like I just, everything possibly could go wrong, but you kind of have to then look back and say, well, you know, you've, you've come a long way and look at all the other things you've achieved and stuff. And then you just kind of learn just to, just look at it very differently in a bit of grat gratitude just to be where you are and what you're doing. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, to look back every now and again and say, yeah, I can, to your, to your tattoo, I can do hard things, uh -huh. right? So how often, so I know in the middle of, we're in the middle of this 13, or excuse me, uh, half marathon every day consecutively, uh -huh. started sometime in August and is gonna end at the, across the years, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. So how many times, is it every day you're looking down at the tattoo, like as you're getting ready to go out there and when you're in the middle of it? Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's, it depends, it like depends on like, some, some days are great days and it's like you, you're ready for it and then other days you're like, you're tired, you've had a bad night's sleep and it's just like, oh, and it's weird. Like it's, I thought in naively, I went into this thinking this would be easier than the marathon, but it's still the same. It's still the, it's still a big distance. It's still like you've still going through all the same processes. You're still having to get up early in the morning. And especially because the challenge started, um, I'm not sure what I was thinking because I started on the 1st of August, which was summer in Arizona. So I've been running at like a hundred, some days it was like 110. And so you're going, you're going out at like 4.30 in the morning and by five o'clock it's already 90 degrees. So it's like, you're not even like saving anything on like, um, on the heat basically, cause you're still running in the heat. Um, so it's kind of, it just depends. Like some days I have to look at my wrist, look at my arm about five times to just to remind myself to keep going. Um, and yeah, and other times then you feel great and then you don't need your encouragement. You just kind of get out the door and you go. So it's just, and that's how running is. It's, it's very much an up and a down and it's like it's, it's good days, bad days. And you just take it one step at a time. So we've, we've uh, about this a little bit. So but what has inspired, what inspired you? to take on this challenge and, and what do you hope to convey through the challenge? Um, I just, for me, the challenge was just about um, one celebrating because I'd been 21 years cancer free. So that was a big deal. Um, but also to give back because the, the thing is when, when you're kind of going through cancer, it can be a really lonely place. Like you don't understand, you don't, you don't, you feel like you're in it by yourself you don't see anyone else going through it you know and it's and it's it can be a really scary lonely place and it's and it's one of those things that a lot of people don't talk about and i wanted to highlight those that are struggling or those that are going either through the treatment who unfortunately lost their lives to cancer and just highlight those people and kind of in a way celebrate their lives but also else going through the same that they don't feel alone that they can kind of go oh wow there is someone else has gone through what i'm going through 
Um, so it's kind of that is where the project was came from. It was just to kind of give back a little bit um, and just yeah raise some funds for cancer research and all that to add it to that. But I just yeah, I just wanted others not to feel alone as they were going through this. And, and, and it's a great place because I've had so many people message me and saying it's just such a great place to remember their loved one. So, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so where, where does your bravery come from to talk about this? Because you, you mentioned how people don't talk about it, yeah. right? And as, a, as a, a person who's lost his father to cancer at a very young age, we didn't talk about it. It was no. like totally a taboo subject and it wasn't anything that discussed so where does your bravery come to to openly talk about this to put this challenge out there to post about it on a daily basis like you're exposing yourself i am and it's and it's pretty scary to kind of come out there and just kind of just be so open about it but i've learned over the years because um i've been an amputee for like 20 what obviously cancer free 21 years and and growing up, it was it was very much a thing of we don't talk about our feelings, we don't talk about what we're going through, and cancer is kind of you do it on your own terms. You just you basically suffer in silence. That was the motto, and it's just like we just keep everything personal. And and what I learned over the years that it helps you to talk about these things, to be open, because the more you talk about it, and it's like when I started getting a little bit more brave to talk about it, then other people would go, oh wow yeah i'm going through the same it was the same when i did a post about depression because that day i was having such a bad day i just it, and it's just i yeah i just didn't know where to turn and i just the post i posted was just totally raw it was exactly how i was feeling at the minute and it was scary putting it out there because i was like oh what are people gonna think and it's like oh no now i'm not looking strong anymore because it's like this whole thing we always have to be strong all the time and and at that point, and I posted it and I was like, okay, am I just going to delete it now? But I had so many people reach out and just say, you know what, I'm going through exactly the same. I'm so glad you've posted that because this is how I feel. And, and I was chatting to people and just kind of walking through it and helping them too. And so I just wish that I think we all need to talk about it more because I just feel like you won't feel as alone and it just really helps. Yeah, it's uh, and thank you so much for sharing that post. I mean, that was such a like, like you said, it was a raw, vulnerable post. That was like, that wasn't the real like R E E L. That was the real like R E A L. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> stuff that like people don't like talk about. And so, really appreciate you sharing that. And it made me realize, even like, because I go through those moments too, that I'm not alone as well. Yeah, and people resonate with that and then they reach out they want to check on you and they they also reach out with their own story so it builds like this camaraderie and community exactly and it's truly incredible um for somebody who's been doing endurance sports for uh for as long as you have and like has been doing these gauntlet of challenges uh you have kind of like a first uh uh, kind of like a first-hand view of like what endurance sports can do for you. So I kind of want to pose the question of mm -hmm. how, how participating in endurance events could help somebody with the grieving process, maybe the recovery process, and even just like how endurance sports can help you open up. Um, I think for me, like endurance sport just has helped me to accept who I am, like from a being like going from having 
becoming an amputee it's just given me confidence and it and it kind of there's a community so you feel like you're part of this community and i think that really really helps but i also feel like getting outside getting fresh air going for a run mentally it is just such a great way just to kind of feel better like if i'm if you're having a really rough day you just go out and even if it's just a mile you go out for a mile you come back you've been out in the sunshine you've been out in the fresh air it just it gives you time to think it just helps i feel like you can solve the world's problems if you just go for a run <laughs> yeah absolutely have to agree with that i mean just being able to go out for a run and just like i guess just be present for a moment and yeah. like almost sometimes like people ask me like maybe uh and i'd like to hear your take on this like people ask me like what you're thinking about on a run um yeah. and I'm like nothing and that's the best part <laughs> exactly and that's I was I was actually just gonna say that because I'm like sometimes it's just about appreciating it just being out there and like and it sounds it sounds really silly but like when I was doing the the marathon challenge like on tough days I'd go out but then you kind of look and appreciate so you kind of take things in you kind of look around and just like wow things are actually really pretty out here and stuff and i think we tend to get so focused on the journey and the well, our training plans so we need to be we need to do these miles we need to do that and and we forget we are we forget to appreciate where we're living and and how beautiful the world can be and just like just looking at the positive sides and just 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 feeling lucky that we're alive and we're able to do this because not everyone can then Jason, before I let you go ahead, I just wanted to take a comment from Nico Frico one eight two. I love that uh, name, by the way. <laughs> That's the best name. <laughs> Insurance forces show me that I'm capable of so much more. I have to agree with that wholeheartedly. I have to agree with that. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is we 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 do. We're trying to test things when we're trying to unearth something right in our emotions i have but when it comes to that stuff so i know when i go out running whether it's 30 minutes or 12 hours i yes. have every problem the world has yet when i get back to home base i don't remember any of my solutions do you remember your solutions to the world's problems when you're out there running i wish no i don't but i do feel better <laughs> <laughs> talk to you it's like I don't remember like how I solved the problem but it got solved how has nobody come up with a device that somehow to take our our thoughts and put them into like an app as we're running that's there we go that that's a great business plan that's there we go we need to start doing that <laughs> I mean we've done multi-day events all of us have and, and we've all had moments of man this is what we need in the world today and this will solve this and, forget about it right and then it's like well that didn't work very well for us um but the question i want yeah we should we should all call, carry like i mean we carry our phones and stuff but we should all just carry little recorders and record like talk to ourselves because i know i think dean dean canassas does that that's how he wrote his book he'd go out for a run and then he'd actually record himself so he would just talk to himself on this recorder and i'm like oh we, we could do that that's how we solve the world's problems we'll just chat to ourselves you know what my recording would sound like it would sound like a freight train because i'm a mountain <laughs> it'd be the worst book in history <laughs> but that's not that's okay
okay, you'll just give it to someone else to like listen to and stuff. Is their problem? <laughs> it would get turned into white noise because people could set their sleep alarms to it. Yeah, it just was deep, heavy breathing as I run. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine would definitely be the like, is she okay? Because she's breathing really loud. <laughs> was, oh my god, I was just gonna say that my recording would be twenty five minutes of white noise, huffing and breathing, and like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like the worst. If you run with me, you're here. I just like people were like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, and we're like, like I'm like, yeah, no, I'm fine. This is just how I breathe. I can't breathe quietly. I'm like, no. Every every now and again, you you would hear a snot rocket. I apologize to those that run with me. I do that, so you get snot <laughs> rockets and curse words all along the way. Oh, good. I'm not the only one that does curse words. Oh. That makes me feel better. Gosh. It's kind of one of those things when I when I run with someone for the first time, like I'm like, I'll just behave myself the first time, and then like as soon as they start cursing, I'm like, yes, I found my people, let's go. <laughs> Describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert. Um, more of an introvert actually. So yeah, I, see, I'm the I'm the opposite. I'm an introvert. So I would be that person that running with you, and I'd be like, oh, I can't believe we're gonna just fucking go run six miles. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'm a so. Yeah, see, I'm more that person that will wait and see how you react, and then I'll kind of get in there. <laughs> uh, um, You're just going to forget the conversation anyway, since you just told me about it, so why not start it right out of the true. gate, being full on? True, true, true. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Speaking of disagreements, uh, I want to put a old question on the record and a new question on the record. Uh, about oh, dear. Um, Pineapple on pizza, yeah or nay? <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring that one. It's gotta be pineapple, definitely. <laughs> I haven't changed. I haven't changed my mind. Sorry. Well, I have good New York pizza in Phoenix, so that I understand that you got a doll. <laughs> so I got uh, pineapple on burgers, yeah or nay? Pineapples on burgers, I would go no. I think I'm. No, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had it on a chicken burger, which is interesting. Well, that's, that's not bad. That's actually not bad. That kind of can, but I think I prefer it without. You need the uh, you need the the like the hydration of the pineapple, the juice to <gasps> chicken. That's why the combination there. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that, Nico. Love pineapple and pizza. Uh, you're totally team home and team Jackie. <laughs> officially blocked and reported. <laughs> I am bringing you the biggest slice of pizza pineapple uh, when we're at, across the years. We'll have to go to Venezia's. That's like the closest to New York City pizza out in Phoenix that I've had. That's the closest one. Okay. It's not bad. Oh man, that would be so good after across the years or during across the years. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, can we have it like three or four times maybe? Who cares? <laughs> You guys will watch me take my like little tag off. Where are you going? Oh, oh I'll get back on course. I'm gonna go get like a bunch yeah, exactly. of exactly. <laughs> Properties, right? I remember I had I had an In and Out burger at the Cross the Years, and I swear it's the best thing I've ever eaten. Like I was just like my husband bought me one, and I was like, he was like, you've just finished that in like five seconds. I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like shoving it <laughs> at Coca Donut. Uh, when I got to Prescott uh, prior to that, I told my crew chief, I'm like, I just want an impossible Whopper 
and some ice cream. Like if you can have it, the world will be great. And when I got there, I had two Impossible Whoppers and a six pack of uh, Klondike ice cream bars. Yeah. Oh, it was <laughs> the greatest ice cream. Now I have a question of what would you do for a Klondike bar? I'd run 250 miles, clearly. There we go, there we go. <laughs> It's funny the things we kind of crave when we're out there running. Um, sometimes just like a can of Coke. Like I don't drink Coke at all. Like I hardly ever, like I'll have it now and then. But like when I'm doing these races, that's all I can think about is like, I can't wait for that ice cold Coke. It's like, it t just for some reason tastes the best. It's like, oh my goodness. No, there really is nothing like it. That or the other one I enjoy is a pineapple burritos. That for me is also another real... <laughs> Oh my god! This is making me so like thirsty for like a cold like Coke or like, and like I just I'm thinking about getting up to the aid station at like at Broken Arrow and they have like Parmesan Parm potatoes and like yeah. cold, and it was like the best feeling <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, I remember at Trans Rockies the best thing ever was they had pineapple uh, not pineapple pineapple i'm obsessed with pineapple they had watermelon slices but what they did was they put salt over it yes and it was like the best thing ever i was like this is new what is this and, <laughs> and they were like they were like looking at me really strangely and i like who where where did she come from has she not been out left let outside before or something this is like normal i'm like no it's not so for all the mars hershey reese's smuckers Nestle companies that are watching this, we want you guys to be advertisers because we are eating all of this food <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's a, such a good healthy diet. We need all the crap. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about, it was about probably a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, you posted a picture of your daughter looking at you while you were running for like one of the very first times. Oh, yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. Like I, like I can still see it in my head. I just loved it so much. And a lot of our audience is women and mothers. And so yeah. question, how do you balance your training with being a mom, you know, doing 104 yeah. days or running a half marathon every day for what amounts to six months, four months is a lot. It takes a lot of time. So how uh -huh. do you It is, it's really tricky. And I don't, I don't think I have, an answer for it really I just kind of we just kind of I kind of make it work so for me it's um I make sure that my runs are kind of scheduled when the kids aren't here so like if they've gone to school and stuff that's why a lot of the runs when I was doing the marathon thing was in the heat because they'd gone to school um but then also making priority quality time so it's like when when I'm with them I'm with them. So it's like just, even if it's not as much time as it would be if I wasn't running, but it's just making sure those moments count and just really spending good quality time with them. And I, it's, I think as moms, it's so hard because we're always feeling guilty about it all the time. We always think we're doing a really crappy job. And it's just like, all you need is a hug from your child saying, you know, I love you. And that's all they want is just, they just want a little bit of time with you and it's fine. We're not, yeah. Cause I always worry. I'm like, Oh, am I doing damage to my children? Like when they get older, are they going to think, Oh yeah, my mom just ran all the time. But I know 
I give them good quality time. And when I was doing the marathon thing, they would they would keep asking me, it's like, have you done it, mom? Oh, how far are you? And so from their point of view, they also wanted to see me achieve it, which is great. It's like, it's so amazing that that's what they, and, and all their school friends were talking about it. So for them, I, I suddenly stepped up a level. I was the cool mom now, not the embarrassing mom. <laughs> so that's a nice <laughs> my mom who runs 104 marathons in 104 days yeah yeah <laughs> even my 13 year old it was so funny it was like yeah this is my mom yeah <laughs> so awesome uh, we have a comment yeah. from Anna uh, loves Roy that says Jackie you are a true inspiration oh thank you like how so we talked about earlier about like looking back on all the things that you've accomplished what happens when you hear that kind of stuff from from the public, from people you don't know? Um, it makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing. Like it just it just really is super encouraging, and it just it's it it because I've I'm I'm weird that way because I've always it's weird like when these when I lost my leg in cancer is kind of you always look for meaning like it's like why did this happen to me? There has to be a more like a bigger picture to this. It's like. But for me, it was like, how can I make a difference? And and sharing my journey, I'm hoping to make a difference. So it's kind of when I get comments like that, I'm like, okay, I think I'm making a difference. And it's all really positive. So it's it's great. How is that? Like, because you've shared some of the not so nice comments that people yeah. have made. <laughs> like, Om, Om can tell you, like, we read those comments and we're texting each other like, pardon me I'm the curse I'm like what the fuck is wrong with people like I don't get it I know um it's it's so weird and and the frustrating thing is whenever I get like a comment like if I get a comment in person like something like silly I always like it takes me a few hours to think of a good reaction to it like uh and I'm like when the person's left around I'm like hang it I could have said this this and this and this and I don't think about it I'm like ah. but um it, I've learned over the years to get a really thick skin. Um, I think it's part of the problem. Uh, a lot of it is because stories like mine weren't, weren't always shared. Like people kept it to themselves. And so I am open. So that makes me more vulnerable to comments, weird comments and things like that. But I think it's also part of the education of just being open and saying, well, I got that comment. This is what I did. And why why that's not okay because a lot of the comments I get sometimes other people think about the same thing and it's and that's okay but it's I think it's a lot of that people just don't know um but we also live in a society now where people feel the need that they can say whatever they want to which is also there isn't any of that tact anymore so which is a bit weird so it's a, it's an interesting world to kind of navigate um so yeah I've, I've definitely got a thicker skin and you just kind of take each one as it comes and kind of deal with it in a nice, polite way, um, trying to educate <laughs> and not take it too personal because it's a lot of it comes from people just not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the unfair, uh, unfair advantage comment that you just got to have a wiener. Just, I <laughs> that, that was funny. It was, it was, yeah, it was interesting because unfortunately the person that actually did it, like, he genuinely thought I had an advantage. Like he just genuinely thought the carbon was giving me an advantage. And I'm like, I couldn't help thinking. And at the time, 
I was feeling too tired and I was too frustrated. So I kind of kept a little bit quiet. Um, I gave him a, like a short answer and stuff. But I, the more I thought about it, the more it irritated me because I'm like, well, I've been sitting on a rock crying because I'm having such a crappy race. And I'm like, you come and tell me I have an advantage. How on earth? <laughs> and there was like part of me, I was like, um, I could have got really nasty. Like I was like, yeah, well, you you become an amputee and see how you think this is an advantage and stuff like that. But I didn't. Like I just, um, you kind of, in situations like that, you kind of learn to, I want to say bite my tongue, but I just, I kind of, calm down a little like at first because it's so easy to react in a way and just be really angry about it um and i i've learned just to kind of take a st step back and just kind of think it through and things and it's just take it from where it's coming sometimes it's just not understanding how these systems work and stuff like that but yeah it's super frustrating because i'm like yeah if you knew what was going on in my leg you would not like seriously how can this be an advantage i'm running at the back of the pack come on <laughs> i'd be winning the race <laughs> i wonder if like being a mom and having to be patient with kids as you're <laughs> them and teaching them right like yeah. if that helps you when it comes to dealing with these kinds of comments where you've learned patience yeah. and take the education uh form of yeah it, the i think it's yeah i think it definitely helps and i think um yeah it's it's weird like the 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 weirdest comments i normally get from grown-ups like i it, it's it's so weird like the kids the kids will do like simple things like oh yeah will it grow back but it's it's more comes from a point of innocence like they that's how they see it and they don't understand it and stuff but grown-ups would like just random things and it's just like these weird comments and you think really how old are you? <laughs> right. uh, we have a the audience. Uh, Deanna Loves Roy is asking if you've done any marathons in Florida or if you intend on doing any marathons in Florida. I have actually not done a marathon. I've done some training runs out in, in Florida before, but I have not actually done a marathon. I should actually look into that. So yeah, watch the space. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll organize one. I can come out there because I haven't been to Florida for a while. It would be nice to be out there again. Um, one of the things that uh, we didn't really touch, make a touch point of uh, in the last chat that I really wanted to touch on was your sense of humor. I wanted to ask, because you post like, people see it in your post, like a zombie ate it with that t-shirt and like, my favorite one, how you like left one of your, like one of the prosthetic legs, like next to the truck. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and like that i just want to ask like how humor plays into like endurance sports and like how humor plays into like who you are and like why it's important to have a sense of humor in what you do i think i think there's so much like so much things that are on in the world going on and i think humor helps it just helps it lightens things up it makes you feel happy inside even if you're not if you're not at that time feeling super happy it's like if you make a joke about something and you laugh it changes your mood and it just and i just think there's too many things serious in this world and it's like i used to be worried like i used to want to be i need to be an endurance athlete it all needs to be really really serious and i'm like why not why can't we have fun with it it's like it is about fun and it's like that's why i went into running community and stuff i want to have fun and i'm like having the sense of humor kind of brings out my personality a little bit and it makes everyone else laugh and it's and it's and i always think like i not 
all amputees will share my opinion about it, but I just feel like um, when I kind of started making these jokes, I just, I feel like it just makes the whole situation a little bit more lighthearted. I mean, it is serious and what happened and blah, blah, blah and all that, but I just feel like, why can't we joke about it now? Because I kind of, this is my life, this is normal and kind of move on, but let's have a little bit of fun with it. I'm with you. Like, let's have fun with it. The, the other day, um, who's been on our show, and I don't know if you know her, but she had a picture in one of her stories of a log across a trail. Yeah. And I was like, I messaged her, I'm like, that is the perfect poop log. <laughs> and, right? Like, it was the perfect poop log. And so she, she laughed about it, you know, and we had a good, we had a good conversation about it. But like, that's the whole point of this stuff. Like, yeah. don't so seriously that you're not enjoying yourself that's like let's have life life is too sure and it's like you tomorrow is never guaranteed so it's like if we're going to be all serious about everything it's like tomorrow something bad can happen hopefully not but it and then yeah you've not smiled you've not laughed you've not you've not had fun in life and it's like what is the point then what is the point of life why take it so serious i'm never going to win like the top prizes anyway in running so i might as well do i might as well just have a bit of fun with it nailed it <laughs> have fun with this stuff it hurts painful moments things happen you know tears flow you might as well have fun with it when you can because otherwise it's a miserable miserable but, but that's the thing and and like even like ultra running i mean we all know it's hard it is hard and we all have our break points i remember across the years like my tread had fallen off and i remember i actually literally sat down on the road because i couldn't go anywhere and i just sat there i felt defeated and i had a few runners come past me they're like are you okay so i'm like i just need a moment they're like okay yeah. You can have your moment. That's fine. And it's kind of, that's what the community is about. It's like, we have our moments, but we have fun with it. We have crappy times too, and that's okay. But we kind of pick each other up and then we laugh again. Like a few hours later, we'll be laughing about it and then think, oh yeah, I had my pity party a few hours ago, but I'm okay now. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you when you and Omer are running for six days and I'm done after about 12 hours because it's 50 miles, I'm sitting there watching eating pizza laughing at you guys we'll have a blast yeah we will <laughs> i'm gonna tie a rope around him and he's gonna like pull me along and we'll just i'll make it i'll make a train sound <laughs> yeah we got food too <laughs> oh boy <laughs> maybe maybe we'll, maybe it will catch on and we'll have a few people tag along <laughs> i'm just Especially as you get into those later hours and people are starting to lose their minds a little bit. Yeah, There's exactly. No doubt. Exactly. <laughs> people are going to start thinking they're hallucinating this train coming along. <laughs> One of the things I will make sure, like I did at my 200 mile race, is I'll have plenty of dad jokes. Plenty. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Save us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. After Across the Years, what does 2024 look like for you? And this will be the last question before we get into the rapid um, fire. I haven't actually, for once, I haven't planned 2024 yet. Um, I've kind of taken it easy. The only one I've got on the list is Comrades in South Africa. Um, so I'm, I'm going out there to run it um, because it's been a race. We always used to watch it on TV, so it's, it's iconic. Uh, it's, 
I used to watch people thinking they were absolutely insane running this race because I wasn't a runner then. Uh, so it will be something special to kind of be back in South Africa and just kind of crossing the finish line there. So that will be cool. Are you a rugby fan? Yeah, of course I am. Did they just yeah, we won! Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> I know. And thank goodness I was on the trail at Havelina when we were playing because the match the weekend before, I swear I was going to have a heart attack because I just can't take, I get, I take sports so serious. I'm like, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm one of those people that will sit next to you and you'll go deaf because I'm screaming at the TV so loud. <laughs> like my children are always like, mom, the neighbors are going to hear. Can you keep quiet? The, the neighbors are going to hear. So it's, it's so funny. But yeah, we won by one point. One point. Like, do you watch rugby? I don't watch rugby, but I'm a huge sports fan. And I, so I follow that stuff and I know that they're the first four time world champion yeah. in rugby. Pretty impressive. Yeah. You've got to watch rugby. It's so much better than American, sorry, it's much better than American football. <laughs> it's the, the real boys play rugby because there's a lot of blood <laughs> beating up. <laughs> I know it's Australia, but I, I'm totally the whole Haka thing. Like yeah. that stuff fired up when you see that stuff, the, the all blacks. Yeah. That's like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good sport. And it, what I love about it, even if they're like, it's funny at the end of the game, they kind of all shake hands, give each other a hug. It's, it's still a very much of a gentleman sport, um, even though they're beating each other up during the game and they're like all covered in blood. But hey, let's give each other a hug afterwards. It's <laughs> like, competition. Like in this country and Canada. Canada, like when when they're done beating the living snot out of each other in hockey, especially in the playoffs, yeah. that handshake when, when the series is over is is super memorable and yeah, pretty through that process. I, I feel like all sports should be like that. It should be a little bit like you know what, well, we're enemies while we're playing, but afterwards let's go and have a beer. Let's yeah. like you know what, it's pretty cool. You guys beat us. That's fine. Next time we'll be beat you. It's that's how sports should be. You you cast your chip. Check just as well as I'm going to go cash my check. Let's go have fun. Exactly. Here. Exactly. <laughs> All right. For our uh, food discussion roundtable here. Did she freeze? Hello? Oh, there you go. Sorry. Okay. Because I was just watching you both just like stare into space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking if you're ready for our food roundtable discussion. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Oreos. Are you the original Oreo fan or are you a double stuff fan? Uh, original. Yes. Lick are Funny. you a fan of licorice? Yeah, you're nay. Sorry, I didn't, you broke away there. Licorice. Are you a fan of licorice? Yes. The Definitely. Black or red? Uh, black. So you're a Sambuca fan? You like that flavor, anise? I do. Nice. I used to, I've got, I've got so many stories about Sambuca when I was younger. Yeah. They're not, they're not pretty. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that across the years. Yeah. We'll bring you a little. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I'll, I'll just end it. So candy corn, yay or nay? Candy corn, uh, no. Yeah, it's terrible, right? It's earwax uh, covered. It's so gross. It's so gross. You redeemed yourself from that pineapple answer. <laughs> peanut butter or nut butter, if you have an allergy, do you go creamy or crunchy? Uh, creamy, definitely creamy. I don't like the crunchy. All right, now you're back in the. Uh, you're sorry. Back in time. <laughs> Which 
can you give me the can you give me the like the the cheat notes later so i know how to answer this next time <laughs> when you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich do you put the peanut butter and the jelly on one slice of bread and cold put the other one on top or do you put jelly on one side peanut no, butter on the other and smack you have to put it on one slice <laughs>